Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you back to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. I'm Chris Bay, joined by Michael Crawford and Michael King Everett. How are you, gentlemen? Good, good. Well, excellent. Good to see you this morning. Um, so we just recently did a boot camp, and Mike Crawford's always good at grabbing questions that come up in the boot camp that might be good fodder for um, for our conversations on our podcast. And um, the the one that we're going to tackle today has to do with interest rates. <laughs> and um, we all, I remember back when I was researching IBC, we always get hung up on policy loan interest rates always um i i mean it's it's i think all of us have had that question and it's a natural question everyone should ask it because um it's an important thing to understand and even mike kwong in his book dibs he talks about the nature of loans and the nature of interest rates and so today what we want to talk about is um for example we work with several different companies would you choose a company based on the interest rate that they charge for policy loans or loans against your policy? Mm. Okay. Because of all the noise and everything that's out there and everything that we've been taught about interest rates, this is a topic that comes up quite often. So um, to you guys, I'll pose this. Um, Let's first unpack a little bit about the interest rate and why the nature of this interest rate may be different than what we might see in a credit card or a car loan or a HELOC or those kinds of things. So let's let's unpack that first, and then we'll talk about that piece about is it important to look at different companies and their interest rates. So who wants I'm to unpack that? Uh, uh, let me let me start with a little bit of history. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's just do history, professor. So- yeah, well, I don't know about all that, but here, here's the thing. As we were growing up, I mean, all of us have kind of matured a little bit in our age and our thoughts and, and what's happening. But if you go back to when we were first thinking about buying our first car mm-hmm. or we were getting ready to buy our first house or we were looking for our favorite credit card, what did we always look for? The lowest interest rate every single time. So for those of uh, the people that are listening right now, 99% of them have been on a webinar. And one of the very first things that I say before I even get into the material of the webinar is everything we learned about money, banking, interest rates are all based on lies. Lies and deception. Lies and deception. In fact, I might have said that a couple times out in uh, <laughs> out in California, but but so we know that those things don't really mean anything. But yet, when we're starting to have the conversation with our clients, it takes on a whole new view. So that's where life success and legacy, our team, and the education that we provide comes into play absolutely yeah. and I, I think like the way i think about it is the, the, the lies and deception is a phrase that has stuck with me since the very first boot camp i came to back in january of 2015 and <laughs> you know 
thinking about it, I was already skeptical of the system as it was, right? And so like, you know, we, we think about interest rates, like what's the best interest rate we can get on the car, but what's the highest interest rate we can get on our investments, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we kind of look right. at it from a twofold perspective because that's where we were taught how to do it, yep. right? And so we think about it from that line of view and yet, when we look at how insurance companies handle interest rates, we've probably talked about this when it comes to policy loans in the past on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the reason it stuck out in this um, in this boot camp as a question was because it is something that now that um, insurance companies have adjusted for the fact that the government kept interest rates low for so long, and they introduced mm-hmm. the seventy seven oh two rule a year and a half ago or whatever it is like, and it has shifted a few things on whole life insurance policies, um, which is maybe a different conversation, but ultimately it is now bringing up the idea of interest rates because some, some insurance companies are changing their rates to accommodate what is happening in the market, right? If you've looked at buying a new house lately, what you could get for three and a half percent a year and a half ago is now six and a half percent on that interest rate, right? And so our brains are immediately re-triggered to go back into the old way of thinking about how interest rates work. Mm. Yes, absolutely. So, so let's talk about why a life insurance company would charge interest on the loan. So just as a reminder for everybody, I think our regular listeners know this, but just as a reminder in our boot camp, we draw pictures of this. We are not actually taking loans from our policies when we take a policy loan. Correct. Okay. We are using our policy as collateral, so it is not touched. That is why it continues to grow and compound, even when we take loans against it. What's happening is the life insurance company is looking at how much equity or cash surrender value have you built up inside your policy. They will loan you up to that amount from their capital. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if, if they are loaning us money from their pool of capital, what would they have been doing with that capital had we not borrowed it? Investing it, using it. Investing it. And yeah. typically we see what kind of return from life insurance companies on their investments, probably somewhere in the range, three to 6%, depending on whatever. Would you guys agree with that? Yep. Okay. So if, let's just imagine there's this big circle and I draw this out in our boot camps, and we're going to take a little orange slice and we're going to take a loan against it that means that little orange slice, they now cannot invest it. Correct. And they would have been getting somewhere in the range of 3 to 6% on that investment. But they still have to make up that return somehow, right? Yep. And here's the question. Why are they investing it? What is the purpose of their investments? What are the two primary things that they're investing for? This is my favorite part of when you do this whole thing, Chris. It really is. And in fact, for our listeners, I'm going to link a video that we did that illustrates Chris's drawing. Um, It's about 13 minutes long, but it's a nice supplement to this story that exactly shows that orange slice and the entire process of taking a loan. Um, But that being said, like my favorite part of this whole thing is when you talk about what that money is used for. And so I'll start with saying what it's what, inter- what we typically think of as interest going out the door, I'll use a credit card. When you mm-hmm. pay your monthly payment, if you don't pay your balance off, what do they do? They charge you interest at whatever that is, 14, 16, 18 plus, right? Do you ever see those dollars again? Who gets mm-hmm. that dollar? 
not us. It goes bye bye, and it's out the <laughs> finance. Door. Yeah, the finance so, company. Going back to your question, Chris, like what what are those dollars used for? Our death benefit and our dividends yes. both benefit us as a group. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the dividends directly or the death benefit for our family, still me. Unlike the credit card, unlike the bank loan, unlike mm -hmm. the car loan. And, and that is because we work with only mutual companies, which is, as we explained, is kind of like a co-op. As a policy owner, we are essentially owners in the company. So they are taking their pool of capital, massive pools of capital, and they're investing it for two primary reasons, as, as Crawford just said, our someday death benefit and our annual dividends. But if wow. we take that little orange slice out and use it for our purposes, they can't invest it. So they have to make up the difference that they would have invested for our death benefit and our dividends. So they would charge us if they're making three to 6%, they're going to charge us typically somewhere in the range of three to 6%. So, you know, many companies are at 4%, some are at 5%, but they're going to charge that. Now, so we understand why they're charging us that interest to make up for the investment that they would have done, but even how they charge it is different. Mm -hmm. right? Who, who would like to explain how they charge the, the prepaid annual interest? Well, when you take a policy loan, you're, you're immediately taking those dollars out of their coffers. So they have to make up, you just said this, they have to make up for the money that they've got invested out there. So what they do is they pre-charge us the interest on the front end. Now, that for is the whole whole policy, whole policy year, year for 12 months. Yeah, yeah. Or, so, or the remainder, whatever's yeah, left yeah, in so that. Everything is prorated over a 12-month period. That's the easiest way to explain that. But here's the awesome thing about that. They charge you that interest on the front end. So they gather that money up. So they will hold this money. But then if we are teaching our clients the right way to make policy loan repayments, because if you borrowed money down at XYZ Bank, do you have to pay them back? You better believe it. So we're going to help people through our coaching and teaching to start to make policy loan repayments back on those dollars that whatever they're doing over here, whether they paid off a car or a credit card or something, we're going to show them how to actually make those payments back to themselves. But here's the awesome thing. They are going to prorate that interest back to us as we make those payments towards that policy loan. It's really a win-win. And to put it away, again, I'm just stealing from Chris's presentation, but like the best example is that if you take out a loan and let's say they charged you $100 on and the front end for that prepaid interest and you didn't make a single payment for the first six months of that policy year, but at month six, you paid back all $100, they would credit you roughly, and this is not an exact number, $50 of that hundred, because they, the loan, the policy interest loan was out for six months, half of the policy year. And so that's relatively generic way to explain it. But honestly, the math is pretty close. And we've actually ran spreadsheets, painstaking spreadsheets of how to illustrate <laughs> that, um, it's sort of more of an internal thing that we use just as a verification tool and ways to help our clients further understand interest rates and how loans are charged out over the course of years and multiple years of having loans out, et cetera, et cetera. But 
the ultimate long-term like end result of that is that we still get the credit back. And it always still shocks Mary every time we send a policy loan back and we get the statement back in the mail or in the email. And it says, you made this policy loan and here's your credited interest. And she goes, what is that again? And it's like seven, <laughs> eight years in, you know? <laughs> but, you know, here I am in year 18 of doing this. And I'm going to tell you, when we started learning about this 18 years ago, there was a bunch of us that absolutely did not understand what that interest credit was. So yeah. it is it is truly this brain shift that we've got to, to make for ourselves. And so through our experience, through our own learning, we have been able to then take this to our clients and say, yeah. this is truly what happens because we've experienced it. Well, wouldn't you think that this is part of the reason having a coaching team is so imperative and what kind of sets LSL apart? And not saying we're better than, but it's just an interesting group of coaches. You know, we all have different experiences, all different backgrounds, and we all come at things from such a unique point of view that the ability our, uh, our team has to like bridge the gap for our clients is really, really awesome. It, it, it's exciting every day for me. Well, we, uh, we run into different varieties of infinite banking practitioners and uh, IBC salespeople out there all the time. And I'm telling you what, when we explain, I, I just got through doing this to somebody recently and they said, how do you get people interested in the infinite banking concept? I said, well, I said, our average client, our average client or family or business owner comes to us and we have roughly anywhere from four to 10 hours of education and coaching before they even move forward. And this guy looked at me and you could just see this blank look on his face. <laughs> he doesn't want to do that. He, 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 was going, <laughs> he's, he was going, well, my goodness. I said, well, I said, it's working. And it's fun for us because we've created this unique process to where everybody on our team gets to use our unique ability. And we get to do exactly what we love to do in that whole process. And so when everybody gets to kind of do their own thing, I said, this is what makes it fun for us. So let's circle back around, okay? Um, the question that started this whole conversation was, is it, a, is it a factor that we would look at the interest rate that a company, a life insurance company would charge for a loan against a policy? Is that a factor? Okay. So you guys... No. <laughs> so we we could have answered the question in the first 15 seconds of the podcast goodbye everybody <laughs> <laughs> but because we hang our hat on education right. we oh. wanted to explain well how do you get to that point so where's the context yeah exactly why why because of so much that we've been taught and we've listened to and learned life insurance is such a different vehicle, especially as it relates to the interest charged on loans that I don't know of any financial vehicle that is structured that way. No, I mean, it's not a financial vehicle in the way that we think of financial vehicles, right? Yeah. You know, if we're still unlearning what we've been taught is that yeah. when you take, when you have 
like money in the bank or money at your, you know, HELOC or something like that, that is not a contract. That is literally a relationship you have with that bank. Whereas the life insurance that we get, Nelson said this all the time, this is a contract between you and the, and the company. That's it. There are no other shareholders. There are no other players in the game. There are no other act like underwriters after the fact, like once it's in place, it is a done deal. Yeah. And it is yeah. guaranteed as long as you pay those premiums. So, so even though we don't necessarily care, it's not a factor that we would look at at a company. Um, there are times when a life insurance company might adjust their interest rate. And there are differences between companies. You might have one company that's 4% and one company that's at 6% or what have you. And most life insurance companies are investing in relatively the same thing. So why would there be a difference between how a company determines their policy loan interest rate? Mm. Well, I, I there's a number of probably of different things in there. Uh, you're talking about possible uh, larger amount of death benefit losses. Mm -hmm. You could have some of these companies who maybe some of their investments have not performed as well. Um, I'm even reminded, I'm even reminded recently um, we had a conversation with one of our companies and the way they have structured their investments is different than another company, yep. which allows them to have more flexibility in how they do that interest rate. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really good point too, Chris, is like each insurance company, while they may invest in similar types of things to be stable and have that large base that you were discussing, mm -hmm. each of them approaches how that money is distributed differently, right? And that's just, each company has built their own processes over a hundred plus years of being in, in business. And while they may differ in how some of those monies are distributed or their investments are structured, all of them that are mutual companies that we work with, all of them have one focus in mind, and that is making sure that the policies are stable. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think it's, is it fair to say that of the companies we work with that loan interest rate, and again, doesn't matter to us, but it's usually in the range of four to 5%. Yep. yep. So. And, and honestly, like, you know, that 1% difference, let's say it is four to 5% from one company to another is such a minuscule number, but it really <laughs> is easy to get hung up on because we've just been taught. And that's why, honestly, when we, when, when this question came up and I kind of wanted to rehash it, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. was we all need to relearn some of this stuff periodically, even us yeah. as coaches, we have yeah, to we through these things and it's important for not only those who are in investing, uh, investigating, excuse me, or, or, or already existing clients sometimes rehear these things again and, and give them that reassurance that not only are we continuing to learn and we have these meetings with our insurance agents or insurance companies to try to learn how they're doing things, because mm -hmm. that helps. I think it helps our clients and it helps us as team, as a team and coaches really do the best we can for our clients. Absolutely. That's, that's principle number five, rethink your thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We may have to do a podcast on it. We had a, a meeting with one of our life insurance companies recently as a team. And, and I personally had an understanding of how they were doing their interest rate uh, and dividends. And I was wrong. 
What they had come up with was an entirely different way of doing it than anything that I personally had seen with other companies. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. We're still learning. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And the life insurance company, because they had worked with Nelson Nash Institute practitioners, they had gotten creative in how to do this for IBC purposes. I was like, wow, that's fantastic. Very clever. Great collaboration. So, okay. Good discussion, guys. Um, Interest rate is always a a fascinating topic. um, And I'm sure we'll have some listeners on there on this podcast that they'll find this topic educational, hopefully, and interesting. If it sparks um, questions that you would like additional information, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love teaching this stuff. That's what we're all about. And by the way, we're still learning. Right. And so if you ask, ask us a question that we don't know the answer to, we'll dig into it and find out for ourselves and, and for our clients. So thanks for joining us. Hey guys, thanks for joining this morning. Appreciate it. And check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. Tons of resources on there. Lots more podcast topic. There's lots of content there, a variety of books, learning kits, et cetera. And check us out. Sign up for one of our webinars or an upcoming boot camp. Thanks for joining us.